If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I'm going to invite you to open up to the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. We're going to continue what we started last Sunday morning entitled All Access. And in Hebrews, chapter 4, beginning in verse 14 in the New King James it's seen then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now in the message translation, Verse 14 through 16 says, Now that we know that we have Jesus, the great high priest, with ready access to God. Everyone say ready access. We have ready access to God. Let's, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take that mercy, accept the help. So that's what this uh, series is about that we're doing throughout the month of February here entitled All Access is to remind us of our accessibility to God. That our God that we worship, the God that we serve, the God that we surrender our lives to and and entrust our lives to, the Holy Spirit of God who we uh, trust him to be leading us, guiding us, and directing us, I want you to know that this God that we're serving, we have ready access to him. He's not to be foreign to us. He's He's not to be difficult to get in touch with. We have ready access to him at all times. And the good news is, like it tells us here in the Message Bible, it said he's, he's, uh, he's not out of touch with our reality. He knows the reality that you are living in this very present moment. He knows it. He understands it completely. And he is the best one to go to with anything that you may be experiencing because he's been through weakness and testing. He experienced it all but the sin. He was tempted in every point as we are. And so this God that we are serving, the God that loves us and the God that we love and serve and worship is so readily available to us. And I just sense that, you know, that the Lord wanted me to to share this series of teachings with you. It's encouraging to me. I continually need to remind myself, and I think it's good for all of us to be reminded that, that we have ready access to him and, and that he is always looking for us to come to him. Always looking for us to come to him. And, and I need to be reminded of that. And, and in, my, in my most challenging moments, I especially need to be reminded that, no, I have ready access to God. I may be experiencing difficulty at the moment. I may be experiencing some pain at the moment. I may be experiencing frustration or hurt at the moment. But this is very moment that the moment when I feel the weakest and the moment when I feel inadequate and unacceptable to God, that's the very moment that he's inviting me to come. I have ready ready access to him, and it's ready access to his mercies that are new to me each and every day, and he has grace to help me in this time of need. 
But the human flesh, you know, our, our, our human nature, and then if that doesn't take, uh, do it itself, then the enemy, will, Satan will make sure that he'll heap condemnation on us, thinking that, well, you're experiencing this frustration, you're, you're, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're, 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 you're depressed, you're this, or whatever it is that, you're, that you may be going through, you don't have a right to come before Almighty God, to come before a holy God, because, you know, that, what, who do you think you are? That's a lot of audacity to think that you can go before God in the situation that you're in. Well, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. God always wants us to be coming to him. Matter of fact, he has an all-out search. He's, all, he's, he's out looking for you regularly. The, the parable that most of you, I'm sure, are, are familiar with to some degree or another, if not, I encourage you to become familiar with it. In Luke chapter 15, there's three parables that Jesus put together when he had been criticized for hanging out with the wrong people, uh, with sinners, and, and so he shared three parables with the Pharisees, uh, things, the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and how there was great rejoicing when that which was lost was found. And then the third parable had to do with the parable of the lost son. Most Bibles have a caption caption of it as the the, the prodigal son. But uh, the the, the idea is here is that there's always, God is always on an all-out search. He always is, he's always looking to you. He's always waiting for you to come to him. When the, when the, 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 the parable of the, of the son that was lost, it's shown that the father is a father of much compassion, great compassion, very compassionately looking for the son that asked for his inheritance. And then you know the story. He, he, he left the father and, and, and went out and blew his entire inheritance on, on ungodly living. And the other son always was out in the fields diligently working. Well, just real quickly, you know, the, we, we know the story. The father kept looking for the son. The son finally came to his senses. He repented, went back to the father, and he was restored back into a rightful relationship with the father. He was restored to righteousness. He had a ring put back on his finger, which meant he had the authority uh, uh, to be back in, 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 the, in the family name and the family business. And everything was restored to him. But there's a part of that story that doesn't get spoken of very much, and it's the older brother. Everyone say the older brother. Many times the older brother is, you know, when in parables you can, you can, there, can, there can be different, different applications to it, but the older brother is that person that's always dutiful. Do you know someone that's always dutiful and you never do anything wrong? They never blow it. They're the one when your parents look at you and say, why can't you just be like? And then they name that one. <laughs> Why can't you be like that? But, you know, he was a dutiful brother. And when, uh, when all the celebration was going on about the, the, the prodigal son having come back home, the father being so excited to have the father, to have that which was dead uh, and was lost, is now alive and is found. And he threw this big celebration and party. There was loud music and celebration. And the older dutiful brother was out in the field doing his duty, and he heard the music and the dancing and, and inquired as to what's going on. And the servant said, well, your brother was lost, but now he's found. He was dead, but now he's alive. And the father's thrown a big celebration for him. And the one who never did anything wrong from his perspective was not happy about this. He was rather, matter of fact, he was upset about it, and he took offense. And he complained to his father. He said, you know, father, he said, I served you all these years, and I have never, ever transgressed your commandments. Wow. 
I've had some bold prayer requests before God, but I've never gone before. I've never used my access to go before my heavenly father and say, I've served you all these years and I've never transgressed. I have said the first part on several occasions. I've served you all these years. (laughs) For what and for who? (laughs) But anyway, he slapped me around. I got back up and But the older brother, you know, he complained about it. But the father's response to him, I encourage you to read this parable. The father's response to him was this. We're talking about access. Everyone say access to the father. The father said, when the the son said, you never killed the fatted calf for me. You never threw a celebration for me. The father's response was, son, son, all that I have. Everyone say all that I have. All that I have. Is yours. I want you to know that that statement is applicable to us this morning. All that the Father has, all that is entailed within when we speak of the kingdom of God, your kingdom come, your will be done, having keys to the kingdom, having authority to do kingdom business here on the earth. I want you to know that that same truth applies to you and I today. All that is within the kingdom is at our disposal. But like the older, dutiful brother, we failed to access it. The older brother could have had a celebration anytime he wanted one. He could have had numerous things that he wasn't enjoying because he didn't recognize, for some one reason or another, he didn't recognize that he had access to it. The father needed to remind him, all that I have is yours. Access it. We need to remember that. We need to be reminded of that our God is a good God. He has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to go to Calvary's cross and to shed his blood to die, to pay the penalty for all of our sin. And when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and we, we, we repented and we turned from our unrighteous living, we repented and we accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives, we have been given access into the kingdom. We have been accepted into the kingdom. We have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And, in, and now being in the kingdom of God's dear son as a born again child of God, we have all access to kingdom. All access to the kingdom. And what all does that entail? A whole lot more than we are tapping into. A whole lot more than we are taking advantage of. The Lord our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are even able to ask or imagine as we continue to grow and develop in our relationship with him and and come into a a comprehension of of, of the depth, the height, and the width, and the breadth of his love for us. So it's a continual growing in this relationship and a continual reminder that that we can draw near. We, we are to draw near. We are to have access. And we do so in, in Hebrews chapter, chapter uh, 10, in verse uh, 22, I believe it is. Hebrews chapter 10, if you'll turn there for a moment, I want you to look at this, these verses. In Hebrews chapter 10, let's begin reading at verse 19. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter, enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus... 
I shared with you last week, I was talking about entering in the holiness. There's a contrast in the book of Hebrews is contrasting the old covenant and the new covenant. And under the Levitical priesthood of the old covenant, the literal tabernacle that was built and had, the, had the holy of holies where the ark of the covenant was. And there was a curtain that separated the holy of holies from the holy place. And only the priest would go into the most holy place once a year with the blood of animals to make atonement for the people's sins. It was atonement. Atonement means to cover over. It was never remission of sin. It was only a atonement. And it, was, it always covered over their sins for, for the following year. And, but that veil separated the holy place from the holy of holies, and only the high priest was allowed in there. But now Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, what many people fail to forget is that, fail to remember is that when he died on the cross, that veil in that temple literally tore supernaturally from the top to the bottom. It's representative of the middle wall or partition has been done away with. There's no more separating us from God. There's nothing that can keep us from approaching him. From a legal standpoint, we have, the, we have legal access right into the presence of God without fear of, uh, my goodness, if I get into the presence of God, am I going to be struck dead? No, we're not going to be struck dead because God doesn't see your sin. He sees you as a child of God. Those who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, he sees us as his children. He calls us his sons and his daughters. He sees us through the eyes of Jesus. And Jesus, he paid the penalty once and for all. And the, the book of Hebrews is just very, very rich in all this uh, in, information for us. So here's telling us that uh, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he, Jesus, consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us, verse 22 says, let us draw near with a true heart, or let us access the throne of grace with, with, a, with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. It's so important that we recognize that we are reminded and that our, our minds are renewed to the reality that we have full and complete access to God into his mercies that are for us each and every morning and that we do so in full assurance of faith. Now, if you are in full assurance of faith, that means you're not doubting. That means you're not being fearful. That means you're not having second thoughts about it. You have full assurance of faith. And so continue to, to uh, develop your faith and continue to come to that place of being fully assured that, yes, as a child of God, I can come before the very throne of God. And I can come when I least think that I have the right to do so. I remember as a, as a growing up as a child, there was a, I knew when to ask permission for something and when not to ask permission from my mom and dad. I knew when I was in good standing and when I was not in good standing. I, I mean, just common sense will tell you that. <laughs> and if I wasn't in good standing and had a request, you know, being one of 16 children, you'd get one of the other kids to ask. <laughs> Our chores are finished. May we now go s swimming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> since I was in the doghouse. I wasn't going to ask. I was going to have someone else ask. But that's how many times that's how we treat God. And, and I've, I fault ministers 
as much for that as anyone else because many times they make it believe that, you know, if, you'll, if you need prayer, call me. I'll pray on your behalf. If you need prayer or you send this money, we'll pray over you or, you know, all the televangelist stuff that's going on, you know, ma manipulation things that go on. There's a lot of good stuff goes on on, on television as well, but I'm just saying there's, there's, there's a lot of things that can make you believe that someone is superior to you, someone has a greater access to God than you do. No one has greater access to God than you do. As a born-again child of God, you have all the access you need, and you can come to God in full assurance of faith, no guilt, no condemnation. No guilt, no condemnation. You come before the Father because it's not anything in and of yourself. It's always in the name of Jesus. When I open up my prayer time, when I have prayer time, I say, Father, I come to you this morning in, in boldness and in confidence and full assurance of faith, not anything in and of myself, but it's that everything has to do with Jesus Christ and all that he has accomplished for me. And it's through faith in Jesus' name that I come before you in full assurance of faith, believing that you're receiving me, believing that you're hearing me, and believing that you're answering my prayers. Even before I pray the prayer, I thank him that he heard me and that he answered me. But it's in Jesus, not anything, not, not because I had my devotional time, not because I was good, not because I was kind. All those things are important, but the most important thing is, is that I can come before my heavenly Father. I can access the very throne of God's grace. I can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the very hour of need in full assurance of faith, full access. All that the Father has is yours. You need to learn, we need to learn to access it. Amen? And so let's continue on with that in, in a full assurance of faith. Real quickly, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. It's a scripture we shared with you last Sunday morning also, but I just want to keep going over these foundational scriptures. There's so many for us, but I just want to give you some basic foundational ones. Ephesians 3, 12 says, in, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. That's we have boldness and access with confidence. Access with confidence through faith in him. Through faith in him. Now, when you have access, that means... You can be there. You have a right to be there because you have access to be there. You have access to your digital equipment. You have access to your phone. You have access to your computer that I have no access to. You have facial recognition. You have thumbprints. You have passwords. You have all types of different means of, of having legal access into different properties that are yours. So passwords, facial recognition, or thumbprints, or the good old keys that we all grew up with, becoming extinct. <laughs> it's coming to a point we don't need to be carrying keys. But anyway, I still have a, some keys here. I have my car keys. I have a house key. I have a church key. I have another church key. Sometimes, you know, like if you rent the gym for a family event or whatever, you're going to get a key to the gym. That's going to give you full access to the gymnasium. And, and then if you want to rent the gym, the gym and the kitchen, you'll get a key to the gym, and you get a separate key to the kitchen. But that's not going to get you into my office. It's not going to get you into Nathan's office. It's not going to get you anywhere else. That's the only place it's going to get you. 
Now there's a handful of people that have a key that has a double A marking on it. That means I can get anywhere, anytime, any place in this facility. It's called a master key. A master key. This one will get me in the electrical closet. It'll get me in the janitorial closet. It'll get me into my office. It'll get me anywhere I want to go. I have access to the entire building. Not that many people have that, and you probably don't want it, but nonetheless. <laughs> and in addition to that, not only do I have access to the entire building, but I also have a, I don't have it on here right now, I have a little key, a little key to, the, to the shed in the back. If you ever decide you want to come over and do some yard work or whatever, you just, I'll give the key to you. I'll give you access to the lawnmower, the snowblower, the wheelbarrow, rakes and shovels. You know, if you, if you want it, you can have it. All right? I gave you full authority to use whatever's in there for the good of the property here. And so we have access to different things. My, my car keys are here, access to my car. And so you don't have access to that, but I do. But you have access to things that you have keys for representing you have authority. And Jesus told us, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to build the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 16. Verse 19, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Keys represent accessibility. Keys represent authority. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. He, said, I'm going to, he, said, I'm not, he didn't say, I'm going to give you a key. He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Keys is plural. So there's multiple keys to the kingdom. But the master key that I talked about here for the facility of, 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 the, of, the, of the building here, the master key for the kingdom is, are you ready? You want access to it all? Yes. The name of Jesus. Amen. The name of Jesus. That's facial recognition. That's thumbprint. That's a master key. Wherever you, wherever you come up against, the name of Jesus will always give you full access into the very throne of God's grace. The name of Jesus. Never forget that. If you don't remember anything else, you have full access to the Father in the name of Jesus. Given you, given you all the authority that you will ever need. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, talking about uh, having the keys to the kingdom. Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. But notice in verse 18, he said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God in heaven and on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you have a legal access to the, to the, to the supply of the kingdom of heaven to be manifested here on the earth. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. You now have, as a born-again child of God, you now have rested. You are an eternal being. You are a spirit being, and that, that is a gift of the kingdom of heaven. But you also have the manifested blessings of being a born-again child of God, being a child of the king, having full access to the kingdom. And like the father in the story of the prodigal son said to the older brother, he said, all that I have is yours. 
All that I have is yours. I don't know if you know it or not, but I have a newsflash for you. There's no recession in the kingdom of heaven. There's no lack in the kingdom of heaven. There's no lack there. There's no shortages. There's always an abundance in the kingdom. There's an abundance of peace, an abundance of joy, an abundance of kindness. There's an abundance of the fruit of the Spirit available to us. There's an abundance of the things that we have need of. He said he would supply our every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so we have all authority. Jesus, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 that, that uh, God gave Jesus a name that's above every name. He's given him the name that's above every name. So, folks, we need to continually remind ourselves, you have the name, you have the key to the kingdom, keys to the kingdom, the primary key being the name of Jesus, and you access the very throne of God's grace, your prayer, your worship, your, your, in, in your communion with God and just fellowshipping with God. You always access it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, the name of Jesus. Thank you for your mercies that are new on my day to day. Thank you, Father, for your ministering angels that are assigned to me and to my household and, and so forth. And, and just, you know, keep believing God and keep thanking God. But in the name of Jesus, name above all names. Name above all names. Amen? Amen. All access. Just reflect for a moment on that access, that you have access to heaven's throne. And think about what you are sensing that, boy, I could sure use, I, I need, I could use, I desire. And think about it. Is it available? Is it available? Is it something that you can access in the kingdom of heaven? And if it is available, how is it available? How will it be manifested to me? Some promises of God are unconditional and other promises are conditional. But get into the word of God. Find out. How is that made available to me? Is, that gonna, is, is this provision going to be made available to me by me taking a seed and planting it and then be patient until the tree grows and begins producing fruit? Or is it a miracle that it needs to be a miracle healing? We don't have time to wait for that. We, or a miracle whatever. It, some, some, some are miraculously provided. Others are the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You're going to knock on heaven's throne and say, here I am in the name of Jesus. I need guidance. I need provision in this area. And the Holy Spirit is going to be come to you and talk to you and say, okay, here we go. Let me lead you, guide you, and direct you. Sow a seed over here. Practice some kindness over here. Uh, deal with that unforgiveness uh, in your heart here, and everything will be okay. Well, I don't want it like that. Well, <laughs> it's not your kingdom we're talking about, are we? We're talking about God's kingdom. And there are principles, there's laws and principles in the kingdom of God. You have access to all of it, but you have to be, you want to be in cooperation with him. But we want to get to a place where we're cooperating and just pressing in through the spirit of faith and, and not allowing ourselves to be talked out of, pressing in, 
calling out to God or allowing other people to tell us to shut up, that it's, it's not of our business and we're not worthy of it, just, but come to a place where, listen, I have access, I'm gonna take care of this, I'm gonna press in, and I'm gonna get uh, the attention of Jesus, and I'm gonna receive my miracle, I'm gonna just press in and do it regardless of what other people say. I love the example that I wanna share with you, it's found in Mark chapter 10, it has to do with uh, Bartimaeus, was a blind uh, man that used to sit by the street begging, and in Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46, it's the story of him receiving his healing. So let's look at it real quickly and use it as an application for all access and that you have access just like he had access. So it's now, in verse 46, it says, now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's the key right there. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer. You have facial recognition. Your thumbprint worked. You have the right key. All he did was cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But they, they called the blind man, saying, and be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Boy, is that a wide open question? That sounds like the kingdom of heaven. That sounds like you just came into the kingdom of heaven and the doors were opened up and the curtains were pulled back and you're right before the very throne of God's grace and there's mercy on you brand new and you're looking around, there's grace to help in the time of need and you're like, I don't know what to ask for. And then the man sitting on the throne says, what do you want me to do for you today? And we just say, wow, what do you want me, what do you want me to do for you today? Let me tell you what you can do for me today. I happen to have a list here. And you pull out the list. Bartimaeus, the blind man said to him, that I may receive my sight. Just one request. He only had one request, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith, your access key unlocked your miracle. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has been recognized. Your thumbprint was right. It was a thumbprint of faith. It was a facial recognition of faith. You have the key of faith. And your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. But here was a man in need of a miracle, and he heard Jesus was coming by, and he called out to Jesus. And as he's calling out, the people around him thought, stop bothering Jesus. He, has, he doesn't have time for you. You're a beggar on the roadside. Jesus has no time for you. Your life is a mess. I know you're blind, but you're just going to have to just, just stick it out. Just tough it out. You have no access to this man. But he didn't receive it. He cried out all the more. Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus. And Jesus heard, and Jesus stopped. I want you to know, you have boldness with access to the very throne of God's grace. God's grace will cover any and every need that you are in need of. First and foremost, your salvation. We are saved by grace through faith. But by grace through faith doesn't stop and doesn't end the moment you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. That was your entrance into the kingdom. That was your entrance. Now that you've entered in, now you have access. And now the Father's saying, all that I have, all that I have is yours. Get into the word of God. Be a student of the word of God. Be connected with the body of Christ, you know, and, and involve yourself with the, the various small groups that have been promoted over the last several weeks and will continue to be promoted. Go on the website and, and check it out and say, okay, that, that group there looks like it'd be an interesting group, but get connected. And everything is designed to get you into fellowship with one another, to strengthen your relationship with Almighty God to encourage one another and, and to stimulate one another's faith. And that like Bartimaeus here, you know, we see, you know, we're going to learn. We're going to learn and to be bold in calling out. I have a need and I'm going to call out on God. There may be some people in my spheres of influence that are going to try to talk me out of it, but I'm going to get myself around like-minded believers. My faith is going to be built up. I'm going to be stimulated. I'm going to have access to God. I'm going to receive acquittal of all my sin, and I'm going to start walking in the abundant blessings that God has in store for me. All that the Father has is yours. You can kill the fatted calf at any time. You can throw a party. You can celebrate. You can walk in the fullness of the blessings of God at any time. There's no need to be holding back thinking, well, I'm just a dutiful older brother. I'm never going to do anything wrong, but I'm sure not having any fun either. I'm sure not being much of a witness. No one really wants to come to God because of my countenance. That's probably what made him mad. The younger brother was more attractive than he was. People, you know, he had that charisma about him or something. But even though he blew it, he came back and the father restored him. He said, oh, he never does anything right. And people just gravitate to him. Look at that. They're having a big party for him. I do everything right. I always have the right key. Well, yeah, but you're not using it. All that the father has is yours. Amen? Amen. You believe that this morning? What do you have need of this morning? Today, tomorrow, next week. Don't worry about it. Stop worrying about it because you can go to the throne and the Father has an abundant supply for you. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you for the throne of God's grace. We thank you that salvation is readily available, just like the prodigal son. He was, uh, even while he was living in sin, you were anticipating his return. You were an all-out search was out for the lost sheep and the lost coin, and you anticipated his return. You, you were anxiously waiting for him to come back to you, and when he came back to you, you embraced him and restored him into sonship. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, that we also, when we came into faith, we were restored to full sonship. We have full access with kingdom authority and have access to all that, that is within the kingdom of God. 
in Jesus' name. So, Father, help us to grow in our faith. Help us to grow in our belief and our trust in you and, and to, to, to access your throne and to receive mercy and grace to help us in the very hour of need, not to put it off, not to procrastinate in, in approaching you, but to, to be bold in approaching you and receiving in the name of Jesus. Heads bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. If you're here today and you never access the very grace of God concerning your eternal life, meaning if you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as a, as a forgiver of your sin, restoring you into a right relationship with God, granting you full access into the kingdom, we want to give you an opportunity to make that commitment this morning. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Uh, just slip up your hand if you want us to pray a prayer of agreement with you. We'll lead you in that prayer. Is there someone in here at all? We're all going to pray it together. We're not going to call you out to pray it on your own. You say, I've never received Jesus as my Savior, but I want, to, I want to get my heart right with God this morning. Is there someone with us this morning? You say, that's talking to me today. I want to make that commitment today. Praise God. All right, I don't see hands raised, so I believe that you've done that. Let's pray this prayer together. I'm going to, it's a prayer of commitment to access the things that God has in store for us, and you'll be dismissed. If you want someone else to pray with you personally, and privately, you meet someone up front here, they'll be happy to pray with you. But let's pray this together. Pray this with and say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the words that you have spoken over both of your sons, the prodigal son and the older brother, that they both belong to you. They both have full access into all that belongs to you. We also have full access to everything that belongs to you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life on this earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for the peace of salvation. Thank you for the joy of salvation. Thank you for the healing grace. In Jesus' name. Manifest it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your ministering angels watching over me and my loved ones, keeping us free from harm or evil. In the name of Jesus, I receive that protection. I walk in it from this day on. Thank you, Lord, for loving me, calling me your own, granting me access with full authority. I'm acquitted of all my sin. I'm accessing all your abundant blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, be blessed. Be blessed. Have a terrific, terrific rest of the day. We'll see you next Sunday.